Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We had been in contact, so it wasn't a surprise to me. I knew he was coming, and uh, I know he has a, a group of cameras that are following him around. He's doing a documentary. I don't know what stage that's in, but he wanted to include myself, Trotz, and and Craig Patrick in it. So we, we had we had a pretty good talk, and we've been staying in touch, not regularly, but um, I talked to him about a week or 10 days ago just to see if he needed anything else, but saw him last summer. Okay, then what's yeah. different about him now from when he broke into the league? Um, let's say this the right way. Uh, Don't, no. Yeah, no, no. no not he, the right way. Uh, while he was playing, I'm not saying he had a chip on his shoulder, but he, it, it seemed to be like he had some walls up when it came to people around Pittsburgh. Uh, and I think a lot of it had to do with him being booed, to be quite frank with you, that he took a heavy on the heart. So he felt that like, a lot of people didn't like him. When I saw him recently, it was all gone. There was a, there was a joy that he had. There was a sparkle in his eye. He was legitimately happy to see me, happy to talk about Pittsburgh. And so I think probably because the end of his playing career is staring him right in the face. I think he's starting to appreciate the important things in life. And one of those things is being a Pittsburgh Penguin. You're talking about him being booed after he left. After he left. Yeah, while he was a Ranger, while he was a Capitol, while he was a Flyer, while he was a Bruins. The teams that we hated, some of our, our most bitter rivals, and he was the best player on some of those teams. And so I, when I talked to him, I tried to explain to him you know, why that was. And... He, he didn't quite understand it while it was happening. But when I told him, I said, you know, Yags, you, you were wearing a jersey that, number one, we all hated. Um, and did I mention the Flyers? I should have had that first on the list. Uh, but, but also, you, you were trying to beat us. And it is in the context of sports we were booing you. It was nothing personal um, because we loved you as a Penguin. We were booing you because more out of fear of what you potentially could do to us and hurt us on the scoreboard. Do you think it has something to do, too, Borky, that he kind of teased coming back before he went to Philadelphia? I thought was the single biggest factor in the booze. Yeah, I, I remember that. I mean, I was I was chafed. I was hurt. I was I was ticked off when he became a flyer. Uh, but the one thing he made clear to me, and agree with it or disagree with it, I, it can go both ways. But it was more of a, it wasn't an excuse to me, it was more of a reason on why he went there. In his mind. And again, it's hard to put yourself in his skates. And what he was thinking at that moment, he's over in check. And he didn't think, he just thought, people have forgotten about me so much 
that they're not going to care if I'm a Philadelphia Flyer. In his mind, and again, for us here in Pittsburgh, that doesn't compute. But in his mind, it did. That he went over there, he went to Pitt, uh, to Philadelphia because he wanted to play. He wanted to be on the number one unit, number one power play unit, and also... Right circle. Yeah. All, everything that was important to him because he felt like his career was teetering and he was about to lose those important minutes. And he didn't just want to be a third-line guy, and he felt like he, that's where he was going to be here in Pittsburgh. And, you know, he also had um, a player there. Help, help me remember his name now. Um, that was from Claude. Oh, yeah, Jake Voracek. Uh, and that meant a lot to him to play with Voracek, who was from the same hometown. Well, you, had, you had a role in this weekend coming together when you made that initial visit. Yeah. I mean, did you take pride, or was it maybe even like a sense of duty as a representative of Pittsburgh Penguins? Yeah. I don't know if repair is the right word. I guess now that he's physically here, <laughs> he actually jumped on the plane and showed up. Um, no, I'm kidding. Uh, I, no, I do, I do, I do, I do now. At the moment, I just I wanted to go, just go see him. You know, we had the long break, we had the bye week, it was up in the All Star game. I had the time. I wanted to go to Western Europe, and I said, man, if I'm going there, what? there's no excuse for me not to go to Claude now. So I jumped on the plane from Philly, went to Paris, went to went to Prague. And I was able to get in touch with him. He had a car waiting for me at the hotel, brought me great seats, the whole thing, met me after the game. And um, I just, there's a part of me that felt like it was my duty as a kind of a representative of the organization. But, yeah, now it's all come together. I I guess I do. I have a lot of pride in that, that that whatever words I chose was enough to kind of open his eyes a bit and open up his heart, really, and say, wow, wait a minute, maybe they don't hate me as much as I thought they did. What, what do you think the franchise has been missing from 2001 until this moment without one of its top four stars ever uh, in, in the fold until he comes back? To what do you mean missing? Just like with him not being, you know, really part of the organization the way oh, that yeah. Mario had been, him yeah. going elsewhere and then him not being appreciated. Yeah, in the I, I just think it's part of our history and it's important. You know, and the alumni, it's important. Um, and it's great that the Penguins, because not every team in the league embraces the alumni in their history. Uh, it helps that we've had some happy moments here, five Stanley Cups. And he was a big part of, of two of them. Um, so I think it's, it's great that you know, a whole, almost a whole generation have, have missed Yarma Yarga. They don't really know, and they're going to find out real soon. You know, what you guys write, it's important. You know, what we show uh, in the news is important. And what's going to happen on Sunday night is really important to this franchise. Uh, because the history's it's, it's happy times. And I know we've had happy times since he's left, but those were special moments because it was your first, right? And everybody remembers their first, no matter what it was, right? <laughs> I don't mean it that way, but now that you bring it up, you, yeah. Um, it, it, was, it was a special time because nobody, nobody picked us to win a Stanley Cup in 1991. And Yogg's was a big part of that. And so we should embrace it, we should remember it, and we should celebrate it. And I, I can only imagine what's going to happen when he walks out in that ice right before his jersey goes up. It's going to be a special moment that a lot of people have never seen here in Pittsburgh. Borky, how do you view his, his impact or position within the franchise all the time? Um, well, the numbers don't lie, you know, and the scoring championships and, and all the individual trophies, um, you know, those are something that's the obvious. Um, but he, he, brought, he brought a level of excellence that, yeah, cough and 
Trotz and Joey Mar all the other Hall of Famers had. Uh, but the only one that was similar to Yogg's level was Marriott, right? Uh, and that's not to diminish anything that those other players did or how good they were. But Yogg's was a level above that, right? I mean, second all-time in points. Like, it's, it's crazy the numbers he put up year after year after year, whether Mario was there and when, when he wasn't there. Um, and so that makes it so unique. And, you know, playing injured and playing hurt and, and, and knowing the importance of that and keeping this team in Pittsburgh, I think is a lot of things. Uh, it gets written about a, a bit now, but I don't think a lot of people realize how much he did for this organization to keep it where it needed to be, uh, and a big reason why it's still here. How much are you looking forward to getting on that stage with him and sharing some, yeah. of, the, some of these stories? Yeah, <laughs> the stories are they're endless because he, he, the great thing about Yogs is when he walked into that locker room in 1990, he had a bunch of alpha males. It was, it was, it was not for the faint of heart, you know. And as much as he was wide-eyed and bushy-tailed, you know, he didn't speak the language. He didn't understand much. I, I can only imagine what was going through his head, but he embraced it all. You know, and we embraced him quickly, uh, not only because we realized how good of a hockey player he was, but his personality, it started to fit real quick. And um, he wasn't afraid to be himself. And that's the one thing that I think is lost in all this, that somebody f a little fainter in heart and not as strong of a personality would have got chewed up and spit out in that locker room. You know, just because of the, the personalities. I'm sure Kevin Stevens has, has got some good stories too, but... Um, he hung in there, man, and, and uh, he became one of us, and uh, we embraced him, and he embraced us, and, and all our bad jokes and, and, you know, busting and everything else that we did, uh, um, he, he just let it fly on the ice and off the ice, and, and we, we started to really embrace him. Were you ever a passenger in a car that he was driving? And one so, time. What was that experience like? One time. Um, what, what's that handle called that you hold on? I was, I was white-knuckling that. Um, I remember there was something on the floor, and it looked like a speeding ticket. And I said, oh, hey, Yags. He says, oh, yeah, throw that glove box. And I popped open the glove box. There's probably a dozen more in there. And I just shoved it in there. I could barely close the door. Um, and he liked to drive fast. He had a Camaro, a black Camaro. I remember that. And uh, I was just happy when I pulled in my driveway. Isn't it kind of fitting that we're in a casino right now? <laughs> he, he, liked, uh, he liked the games, yeah. He, he liked, I don't know, you'd have to ask him. He liked, he liked the thrill. It, you know, like that's. I saw him hit 13 yeah. against the five. That's certainly a thrill. That's uh, yeah. That might uh, raise my eyebrows. Yeah. As, yeah. As much as you are willing to detail on this, how important is this for Mario to have this happen? Um. Yeah. 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 I, I don't. I. I hesitate because I don't want to put words in Mario's mouth. That's not fair. But I. I think it would be important. You know, because they had a bond, and I think they still do have a bond and years pass, but when you win together and the importance of Yager's role in that winning, and for me, especially in 92, when Mario had his hand broken by Adam Graves and, the, and how Yager's went to a whole other level, and even when Mario came back, he still was at that level. Um, there's a bond um, because they were our two best players on a team of great future Hall of Famers. They dominated, and it's, it's a bond I think they'll always have. And I think for Mario... Mario appreciates the simpler things. He's about a man of principle. And the way that Yogg's went about his hockey business, I think Mario has a big-time appreciation for that. And so just because you put up good numbers doesn't get you a number up in the rafters. 
a lot more has to go into it, things that Mario appreciates, the principles of the game. And so I think that's why it's important to Mario to have that number 68 because he knows what Yager did for this franchise to stay here in Pittsburgh. It's a lot of the similar things that Mario did. Gork, is it strength hard to be able to get the puck from him that sticks yeah. out about him, the player? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's probably the, when you talk to anybody who's ever played against him, they'll talk about his quick release, his uh, passing. Uh, but the one thing that separated him from everybody else was his ability to get that dump truck of a rear end <laughs> stuck out and that reach that he had and the strength to try to get the puck away from him. When you're talking the greatest league in the world, and you got one player that can dominate at that skill level and then have all those other things that he had, the vision and the, just the, the IQ, separated him from everybody else. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.